0: is Craig Wynne. Welcome to the program, Craig. Hi, Bill. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, I've heard lots of amazing things about you, and I'd like to uh, cover several of the primary areas, and uh, I can tell from talking to Jerry McLaughlin that in many of these we're going to be in interesting agreement, and you have a vast intellect and experience set that needs to be exposed to the people. Uh, The first thing I'd like to talk about is... uh, uh, your book Tea with terrorists and the basis behind it, the danger of the of the geopolitical mind control cult called Islam in all its forms. In fact I just got a, a message while I was coming on here the first hour with Bill Warner from politicalislam.com and I'd like you to kind of talk about your journey and understanding of the nature of Islam and how it's tied to certain globalism and how dangerous it is to not only Western civilization, but even to itself, and all the peoples of the Middle East and the Far East.
1: Yeah, Islam is an extraordinarily interesting um, religion. Uh, And what makes it so interesting is that it was conceived uh, by Muhammad uh, in the 7th century expressly to be a criminal enterprise. Uh, Muhammad created Islam to rob his neighbors. Uh, you read the 8th surah of the Quran, which is the first act in the Islamic era, and it's Muhammad going after a caravan from his neighboring community uh, where he was raised, and not only robbing them, but killing people, kidnapping uh, civilians, uh, and uh, even being sadistic uh, and dealing with, uh, with those who both survived and who he had killed. And so Islam literally was conceived to rob people. And the Quran makes no bones about it. It says, you know, Muhammad, you went here strictly because you wanted to rob them.
0: Yeah. In fact, I think he did uh, a and, uh, of 29 the jihads. Is
1: extraordinarily violent.
0: Yeah. He did 29 uh, jihads. One of the things Bill Warner did was actually make a lineal time, uh, because I guess some of the caliphs had changed, so the shorter parts of the Quran were actually separated from the longer parts. And uh, that Muhammad did 29 jihads. And, and when you read uh, these... 75. Or actually, I've got the number wrong. Well, okay. you know, and,
1: and, and by the way, it, you, you could be right with 29, and I could be right with 75. Yeah, the, but, the, but the reason, Let me tell you, the reason a, I use 75 uh-huh. uh, is that the Hadith and the Quran, collectively, the Hadith, are oral reports from Muhammad and his companions. The Quran right. is an oral report from Muhammad passed on through his companions. Right. They're essentially the same thing, come from the same source. But the... Between the Quran and the Hadith, they detail 75 terrorist raids that were launched on Muhammad's instructions in the first 10 years of the Islamic era. Wow! Uh, that does not mean the reason both numbers can be true. Muhammad himself was a coward. He was a weasel. He did not go on all of the terrorist raids, and almost. And keep in mind here, there wasn't a single terrorist raid that Muhammad instigated that was for any other purpose than robbing the, uh, the people they were going after. They were they were uh, barbarians. They were uh, armed robbers, and they just didn't rob the people. They would murder the men. They would enslave the women and children. They'd play a, a game of, of lots to decide who got to rape which woman. Mohammed always got the first pick. He was a serial rapist. Um, so Mohammed didn't go on all of them in He may have gone on somewhat like in the range of 25 to 30 of them, so both numbers could be correct. By the way, my most comprehensive book on Islam, and I'm not saying this because I want to sell anything, it's available free online at prophetofdoom.net, is it was the first time that the Quran had actually been put in chronological order. The entirety of the Quran put in chronological order using the historical context of the Hadith as they were presented by the first two collectors of Hadith. uh, which were uh, Ishak and Tabadi. Ah, And so when you do that, when you put the Quran in chronological order and set it in the context of Muhammad's life, it's the most despicable story ever told.
0: Well, that's what Bill Warner's conclusion was, to put it chronologically. Now, what we're facing is a dark alliance between globalism and Islam, and we see the constant drum where they're watching and have metadata and ways of tracking all these individuals, yet they let them just do whatever. Uh, and yes. uh, we, we see it, for example, even in Hillary Clinton when she was a candidate last year, right. that she admitted behind the scenes that she couldn't vet these people to make sure they were safe, but she was going to increase the amount of people brought into the country by 550% uh, publicly, no. despite the fact she said behind the scenes, we can't vet these people. They don't care. They don't care about yeah, what happened Americans. in
1: Europe when they, they brought in millions of them, and, and so many places in Europe are just no longer safe. Right. Uh, you know, the problem is that. Because Muhammad was a thief, a pedophile, a rapist, a slave trader, Muhammad was the most despicable, uh, well-known historical personage to ever live. And because Islam tells Muslims to follow his example, the example of a pedophile and a rapist and a mass murderer and terrorist, uh, Islam is a horrible disease. What it does to the human soul is just despicable, which is why, you know, there's Two hundred fifty million women that have been have their have had their genitals sexually mutilated by their uh, their parents. It's why Islam is the primary promoter of of uh, human uh, sex trafficking. Right. It's why ninety nine point nine percent of the world's terrorist acts are perpetrated by fundamentalist Muslims. It is a it is a horrible disease that uh, that corrupts the soul. Now that doesn't mean that every Muslim is a terrorist, but all good ones are. It's impossible to be a good Muslim. And not be a terrorist. So, we ought not be doing everything we're doing. We ought not be bombing them. We ought not be invading their countries. We ought not be buying their oil and funding jihad. And sure as hell, we ought not be bringing the disease into our country. Yeah, I know. Just it's, uh, it's stupid. It's, it's asinine.
0: It is, isn't it? And born out uh, of ignorance. What, I
1: mean, the what, problem here is that what I'm saying, and, and you happen to have read enough on this that you understand it to be true. But what we're saying is so contrary to political correctness. And the lies that have been perpetrated by, by really all the powerful people in the the country and around the world, that most people haven't taken the time to recognize that their leaders are lying to them, and they don't seem wise enough to take. What is the only common denominator between acts of terror today? Islam. Right. And they don't put the pieces together. So what we say sounds shrill. It sounds hateful, but in fact, it's just the truth.
0: Yeah. Now, where is this going? Because we have Angela Merkel, uh, and they take the picture of this child that ended up on a shore here, I think, a year or so ago. Uh And they just opened the floodgates. And now Germany is a mess. And the thing that's amazing to me is that the intel agencies in Germany are fully aware of these individuals. They're tracking them. Of course. Uh, They know exactly where they are, almost right down to GPS coordinates. Why do you think
1: that Muslims are killing each other in Syria and in Afghanistan and in Iraq and Libya? And why is it that we want to bring that mindset into our countries? Why do we think it's going to change?
0: Well, I don't I mean, think they, it's going to change. Know. I think what, here's no. what I think, uh, and this is, I want to throw this out. Okay. The ultimate goal, the ultimate goal is for the globalists to create a, a police and a cybernetic control state and move toward a cashless system where Correct. literally and there's are drones, out, like drones outside your window that can look with terahertz right. waves to even see an individual right. inside. Uh, for example, the drones, they can par-
1: murder anybody, anywhere, for any reason, at any time.
0: Right, and the point is, you see, that I think they have to maintain what's called the the terror state. And if you actually look at the vetting of terrorists, for example, let's go back a bit to, uh, I was the ex-examiner for the Oklahoma City Murrah Building, okay? And uh, five uh, munitions experts uh, came back, and one of them broke down and told me in great detail he was exposed to radiation and he wanted to have, quote, normal kids. So I said, well, unless you tell me everything, you can drop dead, because I'm like a, a tough guy, okay? I said, okay... So he spent two hours and 15 minutes with me going over specifics, how they removed. Uh, Not only had three radiation detectors went off scale with radiation at the Murrah Building, but also they removed two U.S. Army Corps Engineer Micronukes, RDXI Explosive cord, and a C-4 Pineapple, and C-4 with detonator wires uh, inside the pillars of the building. And I went over a lot of the details with General Ben Barton on my show, plus two nuclear scientists, a a high school nuclear expert and a munitions expert I managed to get in contact with from Finland, who was contracted to demolish the World Trade Center towers in 1998 with the Port Authority in New York, and that document's still up on my other website, Clay and Iron. Now, I took the radiotoxicology data from the World Trade Center debris because I have a background and a PhD equivalent level in chemistry and genetics before I went into medicine in '73. So, I'm also a member of the European, about the American College for Occupational Environmental Medicine, Nuclear Division, and Toxicology. So, I went over the data. And the World Trade Center towers demolished with nukes and RDX. That's the fact. I mean, there's just no disputing it. And then afterward, in 2011 and 13, two conferences that Jim Fetzer had, they had, I think, up to 35 different scientists and engineers proved the same thing.
1: Okay, tell you what, yeah. why don't we why don't we, why don't we agree to disagree on on what brought the two buildings down?
0: Yeah, anyway,
1: I'm a student yeah. of, of Islam, and I know Islam's role. In, oh uh, no, no, in Islam was. Why don't we Why don't we agree though? Because we have we we will agree on. Why is it that the elite are using Islam to create oh, yeah, the U- their ends, which is, a, which is a police state?
0: Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, these, uh, these people that were from northern African states like Morocco and Saudi Arabia, etc., pilots, some of them were actually still flying afterward or their ID was stolen. But the fact is that Saudi Arabia was collaborating, and so was also the nuclear division of, uh, uh, of the Mossad, uh, who were actually involved directly with doing security in the building with uh, the brother of George Bush, Jr. Uh, and the World Trade Center towers, and in fact, I have been trying to do world uh, analysis of the debris, and even the last one was two years ago. The Japanese government, after I made a specific request, they turned it down and said they can't even communicate with me. So I've tried everywhere except for Moscow and Beijing to actually get debris analysis of the uh, isotopes, because I have all the isotope analysis from the actual U.S. geological data. So it's not really open to opinion. It's a radiological fact. Now, the fact is the Saudis were involved. Uh, So were other people. The CIA was involved. And uh, the Mossad was involved. That's why they had the dancing Israelis there. This is globalism in its worst. And the problem is that Islam is directly collaborating with this all over the world, uh, whether it's here in America or Europe. And the terror state basically is tied also to what I call the terror state of World cashless system, and they they want to eventually crush the world economy and literally make us all just divots in the supercomputer. Uh, the, their bill is a reason for um, a cashless society, and yeah. there's only one reason behind it. Right, uh,
1: and and that is that uh, you get ultimate control. Ultimately, oh, yeah. the reason America is a uh, is an entitlement country, the reason that eighty percent of the U.S. budget is either the Department of Defense, which is a control mechanism, or uh, entitlements uh, through Social Security or Medicaid or Medicare or, or the like is because once people are dependent, you can easily control them. But right. in doing so, the United States has is, is racked up twenty trillion dollars in debt, plus another about sixty trillion in unfunded mandates. So we have destroyed our currency. Um, the only reason for for quantitative easing is no one will even loan us any money anymore. So we create the illusion of money, and Americans. Uh, have followed that example. The average American has uh, less than $1,000 in savings, and they, uh, the average American uh, between homes and cars and, and credit card debt has about two hundred and fifty to $300,000 in debt. And so what's ultimately going to happen is that they'll create a new currency that will be strictly electronic, and they say that if you'll accept our new currency and stop using the old currency, all of your debts are forgiven. Right. Well, there's no reason why they won't want to forget the debts because the money has no value. And then with the electronic currency, they have absolute and total control. They can cut you off or track you or do anything they wish to in terms of absolute and total control over the citizenry. Right. So that's how they're going to create compliance, and that's what they're going to uh, to do with it. It's just a control mechanism.
0: Now, you're an expert on a lot of the Old Testament information and on Paulinism and so on. One yeah. of the things that the Bible says very clearly is that it's at a, a specific time, even going back to the book of Genesis, that your gold will canker or rust, which means at some point it won't be uh, acceptable uh, currency. And, in fact, if you look at Patriot Act 1 and the sections that became, in a sense, Patriot Act 2, that's already enshrined that they want to activate that in law at some future date, which means the only allowable currency will be electronic currency, that even no, physical fine. dollars of any kind will, will be illegal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the value of gold is, uh, is unchanged throughout human history, but right. uh, gold is manipulated now by central banks for the express purpose of creating the illusion that fiat currency has value. Fiat currency is actually a debt instrument, if you look at your Yeah, it tells you
0: you owe the Fed Reserve, which is right, so funny. Right, correct. You it's just a, read it's a debt it's,
1: instrument. Right, it's not an I, asset, it's a liability. Yeah. Uh, and the only reason they've been able to create the illusion that our fiat money has value, and the illusion is what drives the economy. Right uh, is they manipulate the uh, the price of, uh, of gold now I actually don't use the term because God doesn't use the term Old Testament. Uh, there yeah. is no well
0: the other, uh, yeah. Yeah. well it
1: yeah. certainly isn't a New Testament. he only has one Testament and uh, he never refers to it as an Old Testament to distinguish one from the other because he only has I,
0: one. I agree with you I agree 100
1: percent of his revelation is in Hebrew it was uh, uh, began uh, with uh, the uh, the Torah. Uh, and the, the, the Torah, is the first book is Barashith, Genesis in the beginning. Right. And it goes through uh, Malachi, uh, which means messenger, and Zachariah, which means uh, to remember Yah. But there, from God's point of view, and that's the only point of view that counts in this. Right. Uh, there is no New Testament.
0: Right, and I, I don't like to use some of the modern terms, like even the word Christianity, which was created by Domitian, or even the uh, word Jesus. I refer to Yeshua HaMashiach.
1: Yeah, is, uh, yeah what's interesting there is that he only has one name. His name was uh, Yosha. Uh,
0: yeah. Yosha
1: means Yahweh we'll saves. Uh, yeah. And the letter J wasn't even invented until the 17th century, and it has no basis. He did not have a Greek name, and Ayusu, Ayusus, right. Ayusun. Right. right. None of those are even written out in the Greek manuscripts. They were all placeholders to uh, reference the Hebrew name, because the Hebrew name has meaning. It means Yahweh we'll saves. Yeah. Now, what's interesting, though, is when you mention uh, Hamasiak, is that you know that masiak is never uh, used as either a noun as a title and never preceded with the uh, the definite article ha huh? that right. it's uh, it's only an adjective it's used sparingly as an adjective right and it's only used in reference to uh eosha uh,
0: yeah Iosha. twice
1: and both times then it is uh, it's used as an adjective to to say that he would be a properly prepared um, and set apart messenger, right? So it uh, you know it, uh, it's another title that that is popular in Christian Democracy. Okay, but, but it's really not necessary. It. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it says it's really well, it's
1: just not a, it's not an important title.
0: Right, I agree. It's never used as a you title. you mentioned something else that uh, through through uh, Jerry, um, uh-huh. there's a there's a number of doctrines that I find uh, within the so-called Christian church. Many of them are enshrined that are clearly paganism or are oh, inc- inc- them incorrect. Are. Yeah, most Almost of them all, are. all of them. Are. You know, for what example, called, the idea of transubstantiation of the host, the Sunday worship. Yep. There's so many things. Trinity is
1: pagan. I mean, the uh, Trinity almost is pagan, every yeah. aspect. Even even the term Bible is a uh, is derived from Babel. Uh, same uh, same root. It right. means to confuse. Um, so there's almost no aspect of uh, of what is called Christianity today that wasn't derived in uh, in Babylon.
0: Right. So in fact. Uh, most people don't realize the same with the current Talmudic Judaism is Babylonian completely. It's oh, yeah, a Babylonian. The, the, well,
1: there are there are two Talmuds, but the only one that's really uh, has any popularity within the religion today, and there's only one form of the, of Judaism that survived. that's Rabbinic Judaism, and it is the Babylonian Talmud. Right. That's what it's based on.
0: Right, which is not uh, the ancient Hebrew Ju- Ju- Judaic uh, belief systems. Yeah, One of the areas that you're an expert on, I wanted you to kind of open up some of these uh, points, is uh, Paulinism. So when we come back, oh, yes. we're going to hear about this yeah. because we need to start, as I say, walking out of apostasy. Uh, and there's lots left. You know, when they, they, when, uh, uh, they nailed that uh, statement to the door of the church in Germany many years ago, uh, starting Protestantism, there's a lot more to protest. How's that? Back Great. in a moment is Greg Wynn. So you're doing a very excellent job, as always. I'm very pleased that we're having you on, uh, Craig. Oh, thank you. Old
2: New England Soap. Oh, yeah. We make our organic goat's milk soap using 36% goat's milk. That's 17% more than most others. Our bars are larger so they last longer, producing lots of lather packed with vitamins, and our soap is a natural moisturizer that smooths dry and damaged skin. Order online at OldNESoap.com That's OldNESoap.com You've tried the rest, now try the best. Oldanysoap.com.
3: Water-based soaps on supermarket shelves use harsh chemical acids to break down dead skin cells and that's just not good for you. At Old New England Soap, our soaps are made without chemical ingredients, contain no alcohol or petroleum products, and use. organic materials and carry the USDA's organic certification. Try some today. Go to oldnesoap.com. That's oldnesoap.com. oldnesoap.com.
4: Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible?
2: you've probably heard about all the great benefits of goat milk soap but did you know some companies take shortcuts at old new england soap we make our organic goat's milk soap using 36 percent goat's milk that's 17 percent more than most others our bars are larger so they last longer, producing lots of lather packed with vitamins, and our soap is a natural moisturizer that smooths dry and damaged skin. Order online at oldnesoap.com That's oldnesoap.com You've tried the rest, now try the best. Oldnesoap.com
3: Water-based soaps on supermarket shelves use harsh chemical acids to break down dead skin cells. And that's just not good for you. At Old New England Soap, our soaps are made without chemical ingredients, contain no alcohol or petroleum products, and use 85% organic materials and carry the USDA's organic certification. Try some today. Go to oldnesoap.com That's oldnesoap.com oldnesoap.com
0: Let's get into Paulinism. I think people have to understand that there's a timeline here, and you've worked out much of this timeline, but Paulinism and many of the early apostasies uh, that are incorporated in Roman Catholicism, one of the prophecies of the Apostle John in the Isle of Patmos was, Behold Babylon, the great mother of harlots and of abominations of the earth. He was actually prophesying the, quote, the coming together of a, quote, church, which is a pagan term, uh, a mother church, which would be pagan, paganized, which is the Roman church. And yep. the coming of right. uh, so-called even daughter churches that someone ha- carry some of that apostasy forward, calling themselves protesting yep. uh, the right. so-called apostasy of the Catholic Church, which is totally non—not uh, based on biblical truth—that Yeshua right. or Yasha brought to the earth yeah. Yeah. and the you
1: yeah, yeah, what's interesting, Bill, on this is that uh, Christians uh, believe that God has a church. God doesn't have a church. No, there isn't a word anywhere within a million miles related to church. Even in the Greek of the so-called Christian New Testament, uh, the uh, the word in Greek that uh, was changed to church is ecclesia, which means to call out.
0: Right, uh, called old the called out ones. Yeah,
1: right. And the, and what was and it is a translation of what was spoken. Yosha only spoke Hebrew. Didn't speak any language other than Hebrew. Right. And the uh, there's only one Hebrew term based on called out. It's based on the verb kara in Hebrew, uh, and it's the mikre. Uh, and the Mikra and Mikre, Mikre uh, being plural and Mikra being singular, are the seven annual feasts that Yahweh invites uh, uh, us to attend. They they are right. the feasts that, that enable our uh, immortalization, our perfection, our adoption into His family, our enrichment and empowerment. Right. And and so when he when he he said, for example, upon this rock I will build my, he said, my Mikra, which was then translated Ecclesia. Which means called out assemblies, right? And so uh, yes. God does not have a church,
0: right? Uh, church is pagan. Close to it's, it. a, it's, it's a pagan term, is what it is. Uh,
1: it, it's based on church. Church was the uh, the daughter of uh, Helios, the uh, the sun god in the uh, Germanic uh, religion. Uh, Paul is the uh, is the epitome of uh, of evil. What what if you if you have even the slightest um, opening in your mind? To be rational about Paul, You
0: right. right.
1: very quickly realize that everything Paul says is the antithesis, the absolute opposite of what Yosha said. For example, Yosha said, "Do not think that I came to do away with or to annul the Torah of the prophets. I came to fulfill them." And he said, "Not a single yod or tittle," which means the yod is the uh, is the uh, the y. It's the first letter in Yahweh's name and Yosha's right. name. Uh, and tittle is the strokes of the Hebrew letters. And right. the Torah uh, or prophets uh, shall be done away with, so long as the heavens and earth exist. Right. And so, Paul says exactly the opposite. Paul says the Torah can't save, and he says the Torah is was was replaced, and that Paul came up with this notion that the uh, the original covenant was uh, replaced with a second covenant, and that now uh, rather than salvation via the Torah, you have salvation via uh, the gospel of grace, and. So, Yosha's testimony, God's testimony, and Paul's are the opposite of one another. Which means if you're the least bit rational, and you know what God said, and you know what Paul said, you have to recognize it is impossible that Paul told the truth.
0: Right.
1: There, There are places, too, that are just so obvious. For example, in 2 Corinthians, at the end of it, you know, when Paul talks about the thorn that's in his side? Right. The thorn in his side, he says, is a messenger from Satan. He's admitting to being demon-possessed. Wow! You know when Yosha said uh, that uh, to his disciples, he says, no one will see me again until the whole world sees me at the same time? Right. And then immediately thereafter, uh, Paul claims that he and maybe a couple of others saw him on the road to Damascus. Mm-hmm. So was Yosha lying? Was Paul lying? Right. And when Paul saw him, claimed to have seen him on the road to Damascus, you know what line he attributes to Yosha? Uh, to he says uh, it's difficult to kick against the goat. You know what that line comes from? Dionysus. Wow. Dionysus' most famous line. What Dionysus used the line in Greek uh, tragedy to say that if you're opposed to the prevailing religion of the uh, the land, you will find that most people will oppose you.
0: Right. So in other words, it's a way of creating a totalitarian religion that is a the top-down control right. matrix. Rather in a relationship with a Creator God, as uh, Yeshua says, you know, to Shema, hear and do My will is what God says, right?
1: Yeah, Shema means to uh, to
0: listen. To listen to God, yeah. Right.
2: you've probably heard about all the great benefits of goat milk soap but did you know some companies take shortcuts at old new england soap we make our organic goat's milk soap using 36 percent goat's milk that's 17% more than most others. Our bars are larger, so they last longer, producing lots of lather packed with vitamins. And our soap is a natural moisturizer that smooths dry and damaged skin. Order online at oldnesoap.com. That's oldnesoap.com. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. Oldanysoap.com.
3: Water-based soaps on supermarket shelves use harsh chemical acids to break down dead skin cells. And that's just not good for you. At Old New England Soap, our soaps are made without chemical ingredients, contain no alcohol or petroleum products, and use 85% organic materials and carry the USDA's organic certification. Try some today. Go to oldnesoap.com. That's oldnesoap.com. Oldnesoap.com.
6: It's time for you to have your own custom smartphone app for your business and pay way less than you can imagine. Introducing the I Can Get To silent salesman mobile marketing app, a global mobile marketing and communication tool for your business. Go to appsapart.com and learn how you could earn up to $36,351 or more per month just by inviting two people or less into a $14.95 per month program. Go to appsapart.com and be sure to watch the video at the top of the site and listen to the audio message from the CEO near the bottom.
4: Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG...
0: Welcome back. Uh, we have Craig. Uh, Craig, let's expand on this because we want to talk about more about Paulinism, But also, maybe we come back to uh, we, in our next program, talk more about America, because you have some Old Testament scriptures that America will be eventually judged uh, as doing things to create more disaster in the Middle East. And, in fact, some of the policies we see right now by Trump, and even looking at the show last night with Hannity now in Jerusalem, they're setting things up in a way that are actually not only unsafe for the people of Israel, but for the people of the Middle East and the whole world. And uh, the current policies that I see Trump following are definitely uh, neocon globalists. They're not the policies he did. We ran as candidate Trump, which is why Ian Coulter is talking about Trumpism rather than Trump currently. Yeah,
1: to uh, to do that justice, we should uh, do it at a different time. Cause it's, oh, absolutely. It's I just
0: want to introduce that. that yeah, it
1: uh, was God's one and only name. He sets it up uh, very convincingly growing out of the, uh, the fall of Damascus and then Syria and leading then to his condemnation of the United States. Uh, what... What people don't have an appreciation of on Paul is that once you start with the realization that it is impossible that God would have inspired a man to annul and contradict everything he said, and that's what Paul does. And Paul claims in Revelation, and uh, excuse and and uh, Romans 7, that the, uh, the uh, Torah is dead. Uh, Paul claims both in Romans and the Ephesians that uh, there is a second covenant. Right. Uh, God does not have a second covenant. He only has one. You know, Christians will go then to uh, Jeremiah 31, Jeremiah 31, and they'll say, oh, that talks about a a different uh, covenant, and a new covenant doesn't say new, it says uh, restored, and then it delineates the only thing that's different between the existing covenant and the restoration of it, which is that in the restoration of it, Yahweh's Torah is actually inscribed in us. It actually becomes part of the fabric of our lives. Right. So under that case, you can't claim that there's a New Testament that is based upon the annulling of the Torah when, when the uh, covenant is affirmed, the Torah is going to become part of the fabric of our lives. Right. Uh, so there, is, and then. He,
0: what are the elements of that so the mo- covenant? Most uh, amazing
1: thing of all is that when uh, uh, Yahweh, exactly 666 years uh, to the day, that uh, He inspired a, a minor prophet. Uh, we'd consider a minor property, uh, Chabaok, uh, and you'd find it as, as Habachuk. But if you read um, uh, the end of the first, second, and third chapter of Chabaok, God calls out Paul by name. He says specifically that Shaul, which is Paul's uh, given name, is the plague right. of death. And he doesn't just call him out by name. He talks about everything uh, that would tell you there's only one person in all of human history that matches all of these uh, criteria. And he goes through Paul's audience, Paul's uh, uh, unique proclivities, uh, Paul's uh, claims, uh, when Paul would arrive, and he says, this individual is the plague of death. And and there's there's at least 50 places in the Torah, Prophets, and Psalms that Yahweh specifically calls out Paul by name and says, this is the most deadly plague that has ever been perpetrated on humanity.
0: Now, a lot of people refer to it, maybe refer by the, the spelling of the name Habakkuk, which is interesting, his first calling was a cook, and they might call him a minor prophet. One of my favorite scriptures of Habakkuk, it says that he who reads this on tables of stone run with it. In other words, yeah. if you don't understand these things and run with it, you won't really understand the nature of the creator God. And the fact that he's going to yeah. fuse our being with his being to create a new creature, to create a new creature. That's the real covenant, does yeah, not yeah,
1: Ch- yeah, Chabauk, uh, the, the Hebrew name, and every name uh, in Hebrew means something. And Chabauk means embrace this. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, Shaul, which is interesting, Shaul, Paul's name, means uh, question him. And Chabauk's name means embrace this. In other words, accept what I'm, what I'm going to tell you uh, in, uh, in this particular case. You mentioned Roman Catholicism. It's interesting... Again, you know, Roman Catholics run around uh, carrying a Bible that actually condemns them. And in fact, it condemns them as as the single most menacing human institution in all of human history. And, you know, uh, through the prophet uh, Daniel, uh, God went through a history of time. This was about 500 BCE, and he uh, he told them that... Babylonians would fall to the, uh, the Median Persians, and that the and that the uh, Persians would then fall to the Greeks, and that the Greeks would then fall to what was uh, the would be the, the bloodiest, most vicious of all uh, uh, human um, uh, empires, the Romans.
0: Right. And
1: then he says, "But then out of Rome will come a a, a beast that will tread upon the whole world, right. and that that, that beast." will continue to exist until he returns, and that it was the most vicious beast uh, ever to influence uh, humanity. Well, right. there's only one thing that tread upon the world that came out of Imperial Rome. It's the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, I ended up writing uh, hundreds of pages just on the transition from Imperial Rome to, uh, to Roman Catholicism through uh, Theodosius uh, in 400 CE as it, the final transformation was made. And right. there's only one there's only one entity and so it's uh, God is saying that the Roman Catholic Church is the single worst has the single most negative influence on humanity of anything man has ever done
0: right people don't understand that for example and there's a couple of, of sources of this that uh, the Church of Rome is the seat of the World Council in churches it's the seat of the European Union it's the seat of the uh Federal Reserve system which is not only the European currencies where America sits in one of the of the six board seats, but it's also the seat of power of literally the the entire globalist government. It's Yeah all the comes... reason
1: God hates them so much is that first of all uh, Orthodox Christianity, uh, whether it be uh Russian Orthodox or uh or Eastern Orthodox are all derivatives of Roman Catholicism. Right. And the difference between Protestant Christianity and Roman Catholicism is about five percent. Exactly, it's about ninety percent, ninety-five percent. The same thing. It, you know, the same myth of a uh, of God on a stick and uh, and uh, God dying and and bodily resurrection and Christmas and Easter and Sunday worship and the Trinity and all of that rubbish. Right. Uh, it's there. There is. There's about a ninety-five percent agreement between them. Right. And and it's the reason God is so angry at them and despises it so much is because they claim to speak for him, and they have piled their lies right on top of the truth. You right. know, the, the, uh, the, there is this notion among people that is completely wrong, that thinks that you know Satan wants to be worshipped as the devil. No, he doesn't. No, he no. wants to be perceived as God. He wants to be worshipped as God. So that's why If you I... want to find Satan, go to a church, go to a mosque. <laughs>
0: yeah, I no. you know. Allah that, yeah, and, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. and the Lord in, uh, in Christianity and Allah and Islam, that is Satan.
0: Yeah, in that fact, the name of Allah is the moon war god of Mecca, Medina. Oh yeah, absolutely
1: trying to present himself as God, and so yeah.
0: they, well, what then, they have then,
1: done is they've taken the truth, completely counterfeited it, and put their lies right on top of it. And there's nothing that that God finds more irritating than uh, than that.
0: And all the high level Masons, when they go through for example, the York Rite, uh, they actually get told the ineffable name, which is and Yahweh, the Creator. Baal, the fertility god, and Osiris, the god of the underworld. Two of the three yeah. titles are actually titles of the opposer yeah. of Satan. Yeah, ba- Damn it, Baal, you know?
1: Yeah, Baal uh, is Lord. Right. And, uh, and Yahweh right. uses the term Lord to describe the primary name, title, and manifestation of Satan. And the reason for that is Satan is, the, is, is a Lord. He wants to lord over and control people. Yahweh is right. the opposite. Yahweh presents himself as a father. Fathers do not lord. No. And so when you use the term lord to speak of God, you're actually speaking of Satan, according to God.
0: Right. Wow. And, of course, one of the other things that came out of this, and people should understand is the uh, Green Dragon pub and high-level Masons that founded America, a lot of people have presumed they were founded on puritanical principles that were godly. Oh, no. When, in fact, they're actually founded on Luciferic principles of the dialectic.
1: Oh, no. The Freemasonry is... uh, is absolutely satanic, and, and once you get to the 33rd level, you recognize it, and then uh, and then as you go into the Shriners, the Shriners is based uh, strictly on Islam, and, uh, and you know Islam is the most perfect manifestation of how Satan wishes to be worshipped.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, in fact, you know, what's so funny is that when you read the Quran, not only is every characteristic ascribed to Allah, identical to the characteristics that Yahweh would describe to Satan. But in the Quran, Satan is only found in one place, or Allah is only found in one place. Wow. Yeah. The only yeah. place that Allah is ever depicted in the Quran is in hell, torturing people.
0: Yeah, and one of the interesting things is, remember the satanic letters by Solomon Rushdie, who was an academic yeah, in London? Uh-huh. And, of course, he got a fatwa upon in his head because he actually described in academic terms the discussion that Muhammad had uh, with his wife, as he wasn't certain whether he was speaking to the Satan or the the opposer yeah, or God.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not completely true. But what you've said is true, but that's not the basis of satanic verses.
0: No, I know there's uh, a lot more is, to it. it
1: yeah, no, it yeah, is. True, no, it is true that Muhammad, after her, his first encounter with the dark spirit, Muhammad's encounter with uh, with the dark spirit in in the cave was identical to Paul's experience on the road to Damascus. They were beat to a pulp. They were nearly blinded. They thought they were going to die uh, right. and were made uh, lame. Muhammad uh, ran to his, uh, his wife, who was twice his age, and said, I have been demon-possessed. Uh, and his wife says, oh, no, 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 we can't go with that. You're already crazy enough. You're the loon of the town. We're going to come up with a different story than you've been demon-possessed. Right. But that's not the satanic Verses. Uh, Muhammad um, was offered sex, power, and money. He was just a menace in Mecca. They knew he was a fraud. You read the first 50 uh, surahs of the Quran chronologically, and it's Muhammad saying, you know, I've, uh, I'm the messenger of, uh, of Allah, and the Meccans saying, oh, come on, you are an absolute piece of crap. You are such a liar. He, he
0: was a there failure, nothing, too, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, you're, he was... you're insane. And I mean, yeah. those who knew him best knew that he was insane. It fills the Quran. And, uh, and so what you have is the Meccans finally said, listen, what you're after here is sex, power, and money. We'll give you the prettiest girls in town. We'll give you uh, a share of, uh, of our wealth, and we'll make you king for uh, for a day. How about that? Muhammad said, fine. <laughs> that sounds good. And uh, and when uh, Abu Bakr, who uh, was the father of uh, Asia, which was the girl that Muhammad had sex with when she was six years old, right? Uh, that uh, uh, when Abu Bakr said, wait a minute, we're supposed to be a, uh, a monotheistic religion, and you've now accepted to receive this uh, the primary gods of Mecca, Allah, al and Manat. And, uh, and so the Quran acknowledges that Muhammad accepted them, and then Muhammad says, and it's acknowledged in the Quran, that all of Allah's messengers speak on behalf of Satan. Quran says that all of Allah's messengers speak on behalf of Satan. So wow. uh, all the satanic verses, and that's the, uh, the basis of Salman uh, Rushdie's... Uh,
0: wow, that's even much more... See, I, what I had heard was based on information years ago from just the media... What you're saying is far more dark and far more scary.
1: Uh, well, what you said is true. That episode did take place. He ran to his wife and he told his wife I've been demon possessed. Right. Muhammad claimed to be demon possessed when but he But that's a lot
0: more nasty. It means that the we Right, the Quran and he, he admitted
1: it at the end of his life, just like Paul admitted to be demon possessed. Uh, Satan's kind of in your face. He's kind of like uh, Satan telling God, listen, the, your creation is so stupid. I will tell them that my messengers are demon possessed and they'll still believe them over me, over you. Uh, But uh, uh, the Satanic Verses is a very real episode of Muhammad's life. It's chronicled in the Quran and in the Hadith, where Muhammad took a bribe to acknowledge uh, three additional goddesses to go along with uh, uh, Allah. What's also interesting is that Allah was the third god of the Quran. The first god of the Quran is the Lord, because that's Satan's title. The second god of the Quran is our Rahman. Rahman was a, uh, a rock god in Yemen and uh, the Quran's initial surahs are all plagiarized from uh, Hanif, the Yemenite uh, paganism. And so Rahman was the name of the second god of the Quran and Allah was only became the name of uh, the Islamic god when Muhammad was uh, shooed out of, uh, of uh, Mecca in shame. So when he was too far away from the black stone that was Allah that, you know, that no one would expect Allah to roll over or crack up or do something stupid. Um, that, that it was then that he claimed that his uh, his God's name was Allah. But that's the that's the third name given to the Quranic God.
0: Yeah, they had multiple names. One of the other things, my friend, uh, Nikola Saliba, the stonemason, that actually was working in the Church of the Holy Sepulcher in the Russian Orthodox Church in the Mount of Olives, he had said that he'd actually done stonemason work in the Al-Aqsa Mosque, and in Arabic it says right around the stone of Abraham uh, which is inside the mosque that uh, it says that, that the god Allah of course didn't have a son, but he had three daughters which are these three goddesses you refer to. So, yeah, it just people don't understand that this is right in the actual Quran, and uh, right. they don't understand, the reason why there's a dark alliance is because globalism is completely satanic and the most satanic religion on earth is not only Roman Catholicism, but this what I call the three-headed god of Roman Catholicism, Islam, and Satanic, Talmudic Judaism. These are all three heads of monstrosity. Well, yeah, socialist
1: secular humanism is the world's second most, uh, or third, depending on which one you want to look at it. Yeah. Christianity as a whole, particularly Roman Catholicism, which is the largest fraction is the world's largest religion, the world's second-largest religion may now be uh, Islam, the world's third-largest religion is socialist secular humanism, the yeah. religion of man. And it right. has a belief system and a moral code. Political correctness is its moral code. Right. And it has a belief system, uh, and a lot of its beliefs are, are fabricated to, uh, to fool people. But its primary goal is to, is to cause people to no longer be willing to exercise good judgment and being judgmental and their willingness to accept lies as if they were true—that's the whole concept of political correctness.
0: That's why yeah. we see things like, for example, political correctness like Hillary Clinton and, and Obama not even saying, uh, you know, radical Islamic terrorism. They can't even say the words.
1: Right, but there is—by the way, there is no such thing as radical Islam. There's only Islam. Exactly. Uh, that's
0: what—that's what Bill Warner the says. Are,
1: the terrorists are fundamentalists. The terrorists are the are the living uh, examples of Muhammad. Uh, on earth today, the terrorists have not corrupted their religion. They are the purest manifestations of Islam.
0: Right. He, but one thing Bill Warner mentions, which is interesting, he said that's the jihad of, 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 of murder. But there's other jihads the jihad of making uh, Sharia compliant textbooks, taking over universities. Uh, you know, in other words, the Sharia yeah, compliance that's, of that's, uh, that's,
1: that's, That is, there are other things that Muslims can do. There is only one jihad. Jihad exactly. is is de, jihad is defined in the Quran as uh, is killing. Jihad right. is uh, is defined in the Quran is using all weapons at one's disposal to risk one's life by killing others. Wow. So, uh, jihad is strictly killing.
0: Obviously, the truth is coming out, isn't it? Amazing it's analysis. To uh, anyone
1: who uh, wishes to uh, look for it, for example, absolutely. Paul.
0: QuestioningPaul.com is the, the book. To... Question, QuestioningPaul.com. Back in a moment with Craig Wynn. Last segment coming up. So, uh, Craig, would you like to uh, the American book now Kingdom. for... This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the
7: year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants. And America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party.
2: You've probably heard about all the great benefits of goat milk soap. But did you know, some companies take shortcuts. At Old New England Soap, we make our organic goat's milk soap using 36% goat's milk. That's 17% more than most others. Our bars are larger, so they last longer, producing lots of lather packed with vitamins. And our soap is a natural moisturizer that smooths dry and damaged skin. Order online at oldnesoap.com. That's oldnesoap.com. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. oldnesoap.com.
3: Water-based soaps on supermarket shelves use harsh chemical acids to break down dead skin cells. And that's just not good for you. At Old New England Soap, our soaps are made without chemical ingredients, contain no alcohol or petroleum products, and use 85% organic materials and carry the USDA's organic certification. Try some today. Go to oldnesoap.com. That's oldnesoap.com. oldnesoap.com.
0: Uh, Craig Wynn. Craig, uh, let's go through some of the names of some of your books uh, that people can obtain. Some of them are pretty shocking, like you let yourself become ad- abducted by Muslims, and then of course, they were both to execute you. And I think uh, the story I heard from uh, Jerry McLaughlin is that uh, somehow somebody was thirsty and said, well, how about tea? So uh, you, one of your books is called Tea with Terrorists. Yeah,
1: yeah the first and, book I actually wrote was called In the Company of Good and Evil. Uh, right. and it's available free under you can Google it, on In the Company of Good and Evil. It's about my, uh, my last business. I took a business from, uh, from just an idea to being worth $3 billion in the course of three years. The second book is called Tea with Terrorists. Uh, what I did is, uh, right after 9-11, I, I knew George Bush reasonably well uh, and tried to meet with him in the, the White House immediately after 9-11 because I had a number of friends that actually worked directly for him. And I know, as I said, quite well. I spent a lot of time with him. And when I was uh, precluded from doing so and he uh, declared war on Afghanistan, uh, At Al Qaeda, I knew that somebody had better uh, warn America what was wrong. And so the uh, the second book was called Tea with Terrorists. Uh, it is, is about my uh, my personal meeting with Al Qaeda. Uh, I wrote it in the form of a novel because I thought it would be uh, more appealing for more people to read. But it's called Tea with Terrorists. It's about my meeting with Al Qaeda immediately after nine uh, eleven. I think I'm the right. only American ever to meet with Al Qaeda and come back uh, alive to tell the story. Exactly. Uh, and then I. Uh, uh, my next book was called Prophet of Doom and by the way every one of these books is available in its entirety free online you can also buy them from claritors claritors is a short run uh, press uh, company that uh, uh, that uh, i make nothing on uh, they provide them as cheaply as they can produce them but uh, prophetofdoom.net is the uh, is the next book It's the most comprehensive the uh, the first chronological most contextual presentation of the islamic scriptures ever written
0: yeah, and if you true. have
1: any question as to whether or not we're telling you the truth on Islam, read Prophet of Doom. So it's prophetofdoom.net. Uh, it is impossible to refute. Uh, and it is comprehensive. thousand-page analysis of who Muhammad was and what he actually said and did and why uh, Islam is responsible for terrorism today. From there, I wrote a book called Yadaya. Uh, if you'll find it at com. it uh, goes through, begins with the creation account, the uh, the flood, the story of the, uh, the covenant, and takes a prophetic journey through the uh, testimony of Yahweh to prove that God exists and that he authored those texts that we will be reading. I taught myself to uh, to read uh, Hebrew, use the oldest manuscripts, and I've I translated about 3,000 pages of material and then uh, analyzed it so that people can think about it. There are some extraordinarily profound insights, and uh, in a future show we can talk about yada yada. Uh, Yad, yeah. I mean to know. Yai yeah, is the familiar form of Yahweh's name. The next yeah. book I wrote was called Questioning Paul. It's a 1,200-page analysis of what Paul said. I uh, translated Paul's letters out of the oldest manuscript, uh, Papyrus 46, and compared his testimony with God's testimony. Uh, yeah. No one has read that book as a Christian who has remained a Christian after reading it. It right. is absolutely irrefutable proof that Paul was a false prophet wow. uh, from amazing. there I wrote a book called uh, Introduction to God which which uh, provides uh, readers with their own set of tools to be able to translate the Torah prophets and psalms for themselves to understand it and to uh, go through the seven subjects that are most important to uh, to God and my most recent book again every one of these is free I'm not trying to make a dime on anybody right. it's called Observations for Our Time
0: wow amazing discussion today uh, Craig uh People are going to have to listen to the show several times to grasp all the things you've said, but it's true, and I totally agree with every single thing you've said. It's amazing. We'll have you back on soon. Uh, coming up is the firing line with Michelle, my dear wife, and our functional wellness solutions for your health. Again, your spiritual health counts too. So read these books by Craig Wynn and get the truth, and they be bomb to your soul, to your eyes, and your spirit.
3: That's 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com.
0: This is Dr. Bill Diggle of the Medical Report, 12 to 3, Monday to Friday. Collins are welcome to the show. You can order at 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can
1: handle the truth. <laughs>